0: What's going on guys? Uh, Today I was joined by Alex Wilson. Alex is the broker of record for Remax Wealth Builders. He joined me to talk a lot about Calgary, investing in Calgary. He is the number one Remax agent in Ontario and he's built a portfolio worth over 14, maybe it's 17 million now. it's a substantial portfolio. So he talks about how he got into real estate, how he built his portfolio, and how you can get into investing in real estate in a market that's not as uh, overpriced as maybe Vancouver and Toronto. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode, grab a chair, pour a tea, and we'll catch you on the next one. hey what's going on guys welcome to spilling the tea brought to you by pico mortgages this is a podcast where we look to interview movers shakers hustlers people that are inspiring have inspiring stories and help to push the envelope on what's possible i am your host daniel johannes and i'm a mortgage broker but i'm also a business owner i've created multiple startups, including a graffiti removal business. I've done loose leaf tea. I've done kombucha, juice bars, you name it. So I've got some experience in this and I'm looking forward to these conversations that I have. If you like it, please comment, subscribe and share with your friends. Hope you enjoy it hey what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of spilling the tea Pico podcast today i am joined by alex wilson from remax he's part of remax wealth builders he's an award-winning realtor and broker of record originally he earned his honors degree over at wilfrid laurier that was in economics and finance uh so he's been in real estate selling it for about 12 years He's a number one RE-MAX agent in Ontario and has grown his pre-construction real estate portfolio to 16 properties and a value of over $14 million. So Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to join me.
1: Thanks, Dan, uh, really, really appreciate it. looking forward to uh, chatting with you today.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about how you got into real estate and, and um, you said you've been in the, the industry of the game for 12 years plus, so what, what got you into it?
1: Yeah, so I've always had a a keen interest in real estate. I'm originally from a small town in Northern Ontario, 45 minutes north of Sudbury. And just always around the dinner table, parents would always be referencing real estate, talking about this house, that house. Uh, My grandmother would always be active in real estate. She built a few houses. So it was something, a a dinner table conversation that was always there uh, and around me. So when I graduated university um, with the background in economics and finance, I was like, "Well, what's my passion?" Um, it's a time in my life when I, I can make decisions like that, and uh, I answered real estate when I when I had a conversation with myself. So um, I started off at Royal Page Reloca- it was Brookfield Relocations, and now it's Royal Page Relocations, um, to learn the industry field, uh, and then in two thousand and eight. Um, I really didn't want to work in the corporate world anymore. I wanted to work in the dealing with people, dealing with the the physical asset, the real estate aspect of it and that's when uh, I became a, a real estate agent. That was in October 2008, a fantastic time because that was right mm. at the start of the financial crisis.
0: Yes, yeah, you can imagine it was uh, uh, a little bit of a bumpy ride to, to start things off with uh, 2008.
1: Yeah, but it, 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 it's a good time to start when it's hard, uh, yeah. Because you you learn a lot, and there's 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 time for you to learn, um, and in your business and mortgage business, and there's when you can help people when it's hard times, they'll stick with you in the future, as well. You know, when it's fast paced, you know, when when it's hot, 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 hot market, if you don't have that experience, um, mistakes can be made. So, it, uh, I had no problem starting in a in a slower period of time.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you there, Alex. Uh, you know, some people haven't. I've heard from from other um, friends of mine, too, saying that uh, they've heard that some realtors didn't even know how to put a condition in an offer because they're, they're exactly. so new to the industry, right? Exactly. Like what is a condition? How do you exactly. write that? Um, back in 2008, I was actually, uh, I worked for uh, TD Securities, So I did derivatives, uh, credit default swaps and mortgage backed securities and stuff. And then I was like, maybe this is a good time to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before yeah. everything sort of collapsed. So that's fantastic guys. So you've been in the game for a little while and then you started to grow this portfolio that, uh, it's quite, quite impressive. Uh, how did you get into shifting sort of the mindset from just having, uh, you know, a primary residence into growing a, a portfolio? I think uh, you had mentioned, too, at some point, uh, it's like creating your own pension fund.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and that's exactly how I view it. Like, I'd love to say that when I was you know, buying my first investment property in my late 20s, that's exactly how I thought it wasn't. Um, Hmm. But uh, the first investment property I bought was a pre-construction condo with roughly a deposit of uh, $39,000 and it was across the street from my current condo. What was was attractive to me and and specifically in the pre-construction model, I didn't have to get a mortgage at that time. I just had to come Hmm. up with that down payment. and Because I was young and and single then, I remember the deposit structure was 15% spread out over a period of time. I could account for the first 10%. I didn't know where the last 5% was going to come from, but I knew that I'd figure it out by the time that final 5% came, uh, I'd save more money. I could do other things and and, and that would come around, um, which it did. And that was my, my first investment condo. So I bought that in 2012 and I took ownership of that in 2016. Um, and once, once, once I bought that first one, I was kind of bitten by the bug because I saw okay, well, I I apply my real estate fundamentals. I'm like, well, I I see the value in real estate. I see the value of holding real estate. I'm relatively young. I can't can't get the mortgages I need right now, but if I can come up with the capital, I can participate in the real estate market um, without having to deal with tenants or or, or qualifying mortgage, and I have four to five years um, to improve my situation. On top of that, when I talk about real estate fundamentals, I looked at the asset and I looked at the location, like I see value in this location and this property is going to cash flow. And Mm -hmm. you're in mortgages, you know how important cash flow is. Um, And that's really how we started my journey. And then from that point on, uh, I applied, buy refinance, buy refinance, buy refinance, never sell, buy refinance. So uh, the portfolio where it is is now, and it's even up to it's up to a $17 million valuation, excluding my principal residence. It was just buy, refinance, hold. Buy, refinance, mm. hold. And when you buy with the proper fundamentals, when, you know, right now, uh, we are in November, tw- no, sorry, December 1st, December 1st, 2022. Yeah, we're December it's, now. It's, it's a slower period. But I'm not forced to sell any anything. Um, you only lose money in real estate when you sell, so you don't sell. So if you buy with cash flow fundamentals in mind, you don't have to worry about
0: and it looks like we're getting yeah.
1: I lo- looks like we're getting a guest visitor on.
0: Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, little guy, how's it going? Uh, how many how many units do you do you own? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, how many? How, yeah, how many you own? You like you going gonna take them Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right uh, out. And 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 so to give you a breakdown of of the portfolio, you know, the major the majority of my portfolio <laughs> bought 3 pre construction condos. Uh, and, but I do own an apartment building in Hamilton, uh, and a triplex in High Park as well.
0: Oh, fantastic areas. Yeah. Hamilton's really kind of, uh, blown up quite a bit as far as, uh, people moving there and investment properties. We've got, uh, we've got some clients out in Hamilton. Uh, actually just yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, and that could be a whole separate podcast, uh, podcast. So oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Bye buddy. Definitely. Uh, I like I'm, your, I'm, your, your strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I I love your strategy, Alex, of being able to leverage up. So you take an asset, um, you know, the pre-construction, you're able to secure it. So you've got a a runway of, you know, 18, 24, maybe longer months, but you've set a target. So you're able to kind of work towards it incrementally. Once you close on it, you've got sort of a a twofold. It's really powerful because you've got someone, if you rent it out, they're paying down your mortgage. Then you have the capital appreciation. If someone's partnered with someone like you that really knows communities and where to invest and the value investing in it, then you've got a really great foundation for being able to add on it, right? So it's uh, it's a really good strategy that I've I've seen. Actually, I, I speak about it sometimes. I've got a, a client of mine. He used to flip pizzas, and uh, last year I think we closed on three uh, 14 unit multiplexes for him. So you know, Beautiful. it definitely using. Yeah, using that leverage can, can definitely work in your favor. Even in this, this uh, increasing interest rate market, it's a little bit more expensive, but uh, you know, the money's still there to be made if you know how to go about doing it. And can make a quick comment. Um, yeah. you, you're, you're using the cor- correct terminology,
1: leverage. It's not debt. A yeah. mortgage is not debt unless it's your principal residence, then it's a debt. To me, you debt is a non-tax-deductible interest item. Whereas leverage, mm-hmm. if I'm making money off the interest, then I'm leveraging a current asset value. But if I go buy a car yeah. and borrow money to do that, that's debt. So for your listeners yeah. out there, I'm sure they're educated that way, but just don't think of them. I love it, job. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's pretty incredible where you can say, okay, you know what? Um, if you had $100,000, you put it in the stock market, You're unless you're short selling, right? Um, $100,000, it's $100,000 to play with. If you had $100,000 in the investment game, you leverage that usually five to one, right? So you put your twenty percent down on a rental property, and now you've got an asset class that's worth five hundred thousand dollars, appreciating, and someone paying it down. So it's pretty incredible. Exactly, and, and that's the, and that's the key thing. When and that's what I love about real estate,
1: right? You know, I buy a stock maybe, uh, which which I can't leverage, but I buy a stock unless I'm getting a dividend payment from that company. Um, there's no cash flow associated with it. But when when I buy a piece of real estate. I can associate the rental amount to offset my costs. It's a beautiful thing. So I can use this mm-hmm. leverage and I, I can map out the revenue coming in to, to, to cover that. And then again, you, you hold it over a long period of time. You're going to build incredible wealth.
0: Yeah, you got it. So talking about building this wealth here, Alex, uh, your team you've amassed here and it's crazy timing. I was just literally guys, I'm going to link to this, a CBC article that just came out um, and it does feature a, uh, you know uh, investing in Alberta which is a fantastic I think in my opinion and I personally your team had convinced me to uh, to go ahead and get one of the units so we've uh, we've got a pre-construction out in uh, in Calgary not only that but our brokerage has now expanded so we're licensed in Alberta through RECA. Um, and I really see the value there and I think uh, I think you definitely do as well when it comes to uh, not only uh, moving, uh, but also investing in that market. So maybe let's talk a little bit about why Calgary is such a great place to invest right now.
1: Yeah. And, and we started we started investing in Calgary in, in 2019 um, when the, mm. when there was no positive news about Calgary. Uh, but I saw a huge, huge opportunity there um, because the values were so low and there was the opportunity for positive cash flow. Fast forward to 2022, the news is much better about Calgary. We're seeing um, huge employment growth in Calgary diversification away from oil and gas. Uh, we have uh, major tech companies um, moving their international tech companies, Infosys, Emphasis. Um, these are massive Indian IT consulting firms that are opening offices there. Uh, my presentation on this is about 45 minutes to an hour, so I can go on and off <laughs> and on.
0: And on. Um, we might so have to have you back for that. What I to you
1: is I still see an opportunity... Uh, um, an opportunity to buy in a market that's affordable. It is incredibly affordable there. Um, and I get cash flow of positive assets. And on top of that, when I when I look again on a long period, you take, take a look and we, I look at population growth. So we're in the business of buying roofs overheads if we're investors. So we need the population to grow in order for there to be a, a need for more roofs. Um, the population of Calgary over the next two decades and this is Statistic Canada data over the next two decades, it's going to go from 1.6 million people to 2.6 million people. It's going to grow by a million people. It's going to grow by 62.5 percent overall. Uh, those are big grow numbers. 48 percent, um, double the growth rate of Ontario over the next two decades. That's where the growth is going to be. The growth rate—you're still going to have growth in in the GTA. Toronto is going to get its people. Vancouver is going to get its people. But that word "affordable" only mm. comes up in Toronto and Vancouver if we put the word "un" in front of it. So, right, our yeah, is a fo- truly affordable to the sec- the second uh, second lowest cost of living of all Canadian cities and ninth lowest in North America. That's why we see growth. Yeah.
0: I think, too, uh, wasn't there a recent, uh, uh, what was it, uh, article or something that came out? Or it was the econ- Economic Intelligence. The econ- yeah, the, the, the,
1: the, the, the Economist con- con- continually rates Calgary um, as the top place in north top city in north america to live in and uh always ranks in the top five so uh, toronto and, and vancouver do um uh, do uh well themselves um but calgary is always a top spot it always edges out vancouver and toronto the reason being that a whole affordable word again mm-hmm. um, it's very affordable and 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 i'll tell you on top of that alberta you make the most money uh, the the wages the wages there are the high are, are the highest in Canada uh, and you have the, and you pay the lowest taxes. So from a, from a tax perspective, I pay less tax and my my income is is the highest there as well. Um, yeah. so that, that's another attractive aspect.
0: Good news all around. So uh, speaking of taxes there, when it comes to closing on a property in Alberta, um, how is that a little different than maybe closing wow. in Toronto? Oh, Daniel, it's beautiful. It's I want
1: to frame my SOA, so my statement of adjustments for those people that don't know, right. I, uh, on closing, I, I want to put it on my wall. It's a, it's a Picasso, it's a work of art, because it's literally <laughs> zero. And what, there, you, you, when I say zero, I do have my legal fees I have to pay, so it's a pay for my legal closing. Um, but it, right. there's no extra cost. Whereas, mm. um, and I live in Toronto, and a lot of my investment properties are in Toronto. So in specifically in Toronto, I have a double land transfer tax. You pay a single one in right. KW, um, but I pay a double land transfer tax here in Toronto. On top of that, when I buy pre-construction here, I pay development charges. I pay educational levies. I pay all these other little extra costs. I have an HSC rebate that I have to deal with, with here. Um, and to put it in perspective, in, in this year I closed on a house in Calgary that I bought pre-construction in 2021. I was fortunate enough. I, I didn't expect this, but it went up by $200,000. And on closing, I had to decide, okay, I closed on the property. And after I closed, I'm like, am I going to rent it out or am I just going to sell that? Now, if that property, if that same property was in, in Toronto, um, I closed on a similar property that, that I paid a similar price point to, my closing costs on my Toronto property were $63,000. So $63,000 extra cash, that's so cash out of my pocket that I had to come with on closing, on top of my 20% down. Back, back to Calgary, my closing costs were just my legal fees. It was $1,500. That's it. So I sold it. And again, I do not recommend doing this. I buy hold is, is my strategy, but my transactional costs were very low. It was only my realtor fee that I had to pay out there. I didn't have extra costs that I had to worry, worry about. Right. So instead of renting it out, which would have been incredible for cash flow, I decided to take a little bit of money off the table. That's okay. You can shift your portfolio around sometimes. And I, I took I took the win I took the gain, but I wouldn't have been able to do that in Toronto because I would have had to factor in the sixty three thousand dollars of extra closing costs uh, that that I would have lost out on. Um, yeah. So it's it's an incredibly beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point because those are very real uh, costs associated when you're dealing with uh, closing on property here. Whether it's uh, outside of the GTA or, or within Toronto, you're still paying that land transfer tax. It's just a matter of how much. So you have to incorporate that. And yeah, so it sounds like Calgary is a, a great place to invest, whether it's a short-term investment um, or a buy and hold uh, strategy that you're trying to employ. So yeah, pretty incredible stuff going on there. Can, maybe you can speak a little bit uh, about some of the preferred um, developers that, uh, that you've come across, because obviously yeah. you've been working the market a little bit.
1: Yeah, we, we, we uh, predominantly work with a, a builder called uh, Truman out there. Mm-hmm. And they've been around for 35 years as a multi-generational family business, um, originally started by their father. Um, and then there's uh, four sons that are involved in the business now and the father's still involved too um, huge landowner in uh, Calgary, as well as they own all the majority of their trades as well. So they can really c- control the product that they're building mm. and they have deep pockets. And I'm saying that in a positive way because they build and they complete their projects. You really got to watch out for, uh, developers where the deal looks too good to be true. Hey, guess what? Everyone, they still got to build the buildings and if, right. if that number yeah. is too good, good to be true, Project's going to get canceled. And I've seen, I've already seen other, uh, it happen in Calgary where the builders just didn't go through with it. They've canceled the projects. Nothing that my investors have bought in, but they canceled the projects and they decided just to keep it as purpose built rental um, because they weren't able to get the dollar value. Um, a builder is not going to build a building uh, to lose money on. So right. I, yeah. I work with reputable builders that have a track record that I know the building's going to get done. Because if I have you put a pre construction deposit on something and it doesn't get built. You don't lose your money. You get that money back, but you haven't made any money on that project either, um, and that's not yeah. the ideal thing. We want you to make money. That's our end goal.
0: Yeah, I know some uh, investors we had helped with um, in Toronto. Mimico, uh, it was called Mimico on the Go. It was a development that yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. fell through yeah. after a few years. Yeah, yeah. so and, some and people had to.
1: Uh, you could have like let's say six figures, one hundred k tied up in deposits over three years, and over parade. that, and, and specifically in that period, you saw a an. Uh, a very rapid increase in values that mm-hmm. none of those people got to participate in and a lot. And the, a lot of time when these projects cancel, the buyers are like, I can't afford to re-enter the market. Like, and, and right, that's where right. Toronto, They've been effectively
0: priced out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's where Toronto is you know, and, and expanding under the GTA. When, when I look at the valuations here, uh, again, I'm not worried about tr- the Toronto market It's just shifting in regards to who's investing here. It's more of a rich man's game versus a mom and pop industry before it was mom and pop investors. They're all gone. Um, now it's uh, established individuals with with deep pockets because those are the only people that that can afford to to invest here. So if you're an investor starting out or an investor that likes to invest on those cash flow fundamentals, you really it's really difficult to do in Ontario, and that's that's why we we we've really been doing a lot in Alberta.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point too because from a sort of putting our underwriter hat on financing perspective, when it comes to debt service ratios, you still have to qualify. So whether you have one property uh, or three or four, we're looking at the entire portfolio. If those properties don't cash flow uh, based on interest rate and the mortgage, the carrying costs, and then how much rent you're uh, uh, you're getting for those units, it'll actually, um, kind of prohibit you from adding to your portfolio. So being able to shift maybe a portion of that portfolio and say, you know what, let's invest in a market that's a lot more reasonable, has strong rents. And I think uh, uh, maybe it was Kyle that mentioned uh, rental guarantees. So Correct. Calgary, yeah. that's yeah. kind of unique too, right? Yeah. They, and, they offer and a rental guarantee.
1: Yeah. And, and, and again, that's another attractive thing of why we work with Truman. They're one of the only builders that offer the rental, uh, the a true rental guarantee out there. and. It's an insurance policy for, for the buyers. You don't actually have to mm-hmm. keep the rental guarantee. If you if you look at the the market rents on the time of closing and you're like, oh man, this is this I, I don't want to be a lot part of this lower guy.
0: than what's on the market. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: As long as you as long as you give them enough notice, uh, you can opt out of your rental guarantee. But it's a great insurance policy because the majority of investors are out of province investors. Um, it's one thing when I can go across the street and deal with my property. It's another mm-hmm. thing where it's a four and a half hour flight away, specifically if we're dealing with uh, in Ontario. So it, it provides a comfort level for, for investors right. while they wrap their head around everything. Um, and it is, it's that safety net, right? So let's go back to um, talking about cash flows. Uh, let's say the market isn't as strong when you, when you close on the property, but you got that assurance that, that the, you'll get a cash flow coming in out on the property that allow you to ride out any storm. But if you if you don't have that assurance and you have to sell at the inappropriate time, that's when you're going to lose money. And that's how you protect yourself. You you can never lose money in real estate as long as you don't sell. So never put yourself in a situation where you have to sell. And that's what we like about the the, the rental guarantees. It provides that extra insurance level for our investors.
0: Definitely. And I like it as a uh, mortgage broker because if we've got a floor, we can actually utilize that when we're kind of running through someone's affordability and say, okay. We know how much the mortgage is going to cost. We know the purchase price. We know your down payment. We don't know how much it's going to attract as far as uh, rent. So if we've got this rental guarantee from the developer, it makes our life a lot easier too. So I think it's it's pretty fantastic. It's kind of similar to if someone's looking to um, shop around and interest rates might be climbing, right? I say, hey, go get a rate hold. At least the very minimum is protecting you from. It's kind of like your your uh, floor there, right? So if 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 there is a higher interest rate on renewal you've locked yourself and you've at least got that guarantee but if rates have dropped take the lower one so same sort of thing and i think it's a great strategy to employ alex i I love having you on this podcast i know it's a little bit shorter here um, but there's so much we can talk about when it comes to investing in calgary and i think you're the guy that uh, a lot of people would be asking questions and you'd have the answers to Um, i know you guys do a series of webinars as well um you host them, what, pretty much monthly or so? Yeah, we're
1: trying to do them bi-weekly, so every every second week. Oh, wow. So at minimum okay. once a right month, on. uh, may, maybe we'll have yeah. them every second week. But, yeah, we, we we want people to come on the webinars and because we have a powerful message. You've seen the webinar before. Um, yeah. the, the message resonated oh, with you. We, we encourage yeah. everyone to, to attend our webinars, and they can attend them by going to our website, remaxwealth.com, um, remaxwealth.com, or if they go to the other link, whybuycalgary.com. Why buy Calgary? I like that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just links back to just links back to Remax Wealth. But um, yeah. they 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 can register for, for our webinar and educate yourself. Educate, educate, educate. Um, yeah, because that's how you'll feel confident with your investment. I don't want anyone up sleeping at night.
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, Alex, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Love to have you back to talk a little bit more about Calgary. Guys, I'm going to link below to a few things. Uh, Alex's website, how to get in on the webinars, and if you need to contact him. Also, I'm going to put in that article uh, on CBC that just dropped today, because I think that's uh, that's pretty important and relevant in today's discussion. So again, Alex, thank you for joining me on today's episode.
1: Hey, thanks, Dan. Really appreciate it. Good chat. See okay. you. We'll do it again. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see
0: you. Yeah, for sure. Bye. Bye-bye.